Hello, friends, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Lose Weight with Meal Planning, the podcast. And today I'm actually recording on my YouTube channel and the camera is now flashing at me. This me, the battery decided to die on me. Hmm. Technology. But today's episode, we're going to talk about stop wasting money on takeout, a beginner's guide to meal planning. If you have no time to cook, this episode, Meal Planning 101 for busy parents, entrepreneurs and anybody who wants a meal plan, but they just find that they don't have the time. This is the episode for you. And when it comes to eating out, we can spend a whopping amount, three, four, five hundred pounds, dollars, whatever pesos, whatever it is that you spend a month. And if we add that up, five hundred dollars, let's say you had five hundred dollars times 12. My maths is not that very good, especially mental maths anyhow, but 500 times 12 equals $6,000 on fast food and takeout a year. (laughs) This episode is going to be a good one. Yes. Hold on a minute. Oh no. Hold on. Hold on. So in today's episode, we're going to unravel the skill of meal planning because it actually is a skill. When it comes to meal planning, you either got it or you don't. But today's episode, I'm going to be talking about why it's essential, how to kickstart your meal planning journey and share tips and tricks on how to streamline the process. Because sometimes, right, when it gets to meal planning, sometimes or even dieting or any dying like that, we make it longer than it needs to be. So welcome to Lose Weight Meal Planning. And if you're not, subscribe to the youtube channel go ahead and subscribe to my youtube channel lose weight with meal planning i'll also put the link in the show notes below but it's about making meal planning as simple as it can be now when it comes to nutrition nutrition can be a little bit complex depending on you depending on your gut health depending on your gut microbiome and all of those things but once you learn what works for you and your body and what your body like and your stomach likes then you just keep giving it more of that but i've done way too long on this intro let's get into today's episode stop wasting money on takeout a beginner's guide to meal planning do you ever feel like it's easier to eat a bowl of cereal than come up with ideas for low effort but nourishing recipes because you really hate cold food and salads are not it for you the mental load of it when you're spending hours on strategy and generating original ideas and content can leave you mentally exhausted i mean even asking yourself what do i want to eat can feel exhausting in itself hello friends my name is verona and you're listening to the lose weight with macros podcast where we break down macros based meal planning into manageable bites tailored to fit into your crazy entrepreneurial life and because i know accountability is key i'm going to be with you every step of the way making sure this isn't just another failed diet attempt for you to start over again on monday so grab a pen or just use Apple Notes and let's get into today's episode. Welcome back, friends, to a brand new episode of Lose Weight with Meal Planning. My name is Verona and I'm your host of the Lose Weight with Meal Planning podcast. I used to be a yo-yo dieter. I used to yo-yo diet because one week I was doing a diet. I was doing no carb. Then I was doing no sugar. Then I was doing no fats. Then I was doing high fats. Then I was doing a shake diet. Then I was, you know, how we just do all of these things. And you know what the funny thing is, right? Nobody tells you when you sign up, especially... <laughs> especially the people who actually sell you the diets in the first place. They don't tell you (laughs) you're going to waste your money on this one unless you actually deal with the root cause of why you're overweight in the first place or why you like to spend money on takeout way too much. Then you're going to keep repeating the same habits. But I ain't going to tell you that. I'm just going to take your money instead. (laughs) Yes, I've been there too, my friends. But today I'm going to talk about why meal planning is important. Now, the first reason is it saves you some coin. Now, I don't know about you. But I want to save some money. When I go to eat out, I want to save money. And not even just eating out. I want to save money genuinely because, boy, the economy today is showing no mercy at all. And it's about saving money. And when it comes to meal planning, this is something that you can do. Even if you have to take, you know how, I don't know where you're from, but I'm from the Caribbean. And 
some of my Caribbean family, right, they have no shame. They will literally go up in a place or to a party and they will bring out their Tupperware and they will fill up. They'll eat the plate, you know, they will eat their food on the table. Then they will eat seconds. Then they will have the audacity to go back up to the server who just served them twice. And this is the third time that they're getting served now. And they'll take out the Tupperware and fill up the Tupperware. No shame. No shame. And it might not just be Caribbean cultures. It could be your culture too. But I know from a Caribbean culture that there's no shame. Mm -hmm. I mean, I get embarrassed for them, but they don't feel ashamed. No way. Why? Because they know already that this saves them money. They're not having to cook the meat that's already in the freezer. They're not having to cook anything else. Why? Because somebody else has done it. And to be fair, sometimes when it comes to those kind of events, the food ends up getting thrown away anyway. So they know how to do this well. So sometimes we need to learn from the people who have gone before us. We try to reinvent things and we're trying to do it bigger and badder and better than everybody else but we're the ones that are missing out so learn from my caribbean aunties and uncles who do this very well and this will save you some time so when it comes to takeout you've already got your food in the fridge and sometimes chicken can stay frozen for a number of months you warm it up and it tastes just as good or sometimes better than it did when it was first barbecued or cooked for the actual event when it comes to cooking at home it's more economical than the deliveries the delivery the uber eats oh my goodness i'll tell you a story right one day don't worry, it's not going to be a long story. But I remember buying Starbucks. I bought coffee. I bought a grilled cheese sandwich, aka a toasty. And it cost me £15. The delivery was like £10 anyway. And if I had gone to the supermarket, I'd gone to the supermarket, if I'd actually gone there, I would have actually saved some money. But those times, I was lazy. And I'm going to be honest with you, I was lazy. And I didn't want to. And also, at the time, a few years ago, in the pandemic, nobody was going anywhere. So once the delivery people did open up for people to go to, it was like, okay. And the thing is, I was in that habit anyway. And I think over in the pandemic, I gained me some fat. Let's not be, let's be honest about it. Let's not, I'm not going to lie here. I gained some fat because I wasn't moving. There was no gyms. And you know what? I use it as an excuse. I was like, oh no, the gym is closed. I can't go to the gym. Get your socks, your trainers, your jacket and go to walk down the street. I mean, there was nothing stopping me. Why couldn't I do, you know, a free YouTube video and, you know, some dancing? I could dance like a clown if I wanted to, but that would still be some movement. It's like, now I'm too tired. And that's what happens because sometimes we get lazy. You might not be somebody who's lazy, but I was, I'm going to be honest, I was lazy. And my weight showed how lazy I was. Now, obviously, I'm not saying anyone else that didn't do this movement. I'm not calling you lazy. I'm calling myself. I'm calling it as it is. Now, why meal planning is important, let's get back to the topic here, is because of the health benefits. Now, when you control your ingredients, meaning you know what's going in your food, it means naturally that you're going to cut down on high saturated fats, sugars, sodium. Hello, homemade food. You might not know how to cook right? But this is where we go to get recipes. I know Pinterest is a whirlwind of recipes. And I remember when I thought I had the best interest in the world, I was going to be like, yeah, hi. Oh, that looks nice. I'm going to cook that. I didn't cook it. <laughs> the board is still there. And I have not cooked the recipe in a hot minute. Because if you're not mentally prepared to do something, no matter how much you think you're going to do it, you ain't going to do a dang thing. The reality is you're not going to do it. However, when you're looking at it from a different perspective, like, for example, there was a point when I never had a job. I still managed to find money to go and buy my Mickey D's. I still had money to go and buy. At the time, it was Dixie for me. Dixie fried chicken, two pieces of chicken and chips. It was £2.50. That was cheap. For me, my mentality was this is cheaper to buy than going to buy minced meat and spaghetti and pasta sauce and tomato bolognese. However, the mentality is different now because if I did go and buy that, hey, that would feed me for a week. Even if I had no money, even if I had no job, I'm still fed for seven days. So that six to 10 pounds would feed me for seven days. 
And so whereas a £2.50, you're spending £10 for two days, you end up spending more on convenience and fatty foods. But my mentality wasn't looking like that. All I saw was the £2.50, that's cheap for me, but £2.50 times seven is £35 on chicken and chips that only fills you for about 90 minutes. Well, here we go. And we don't have that mentality when we're in the mindset of diet, the mindset of I don't have time, the mind, any mindset that kind of limits us to one way of thinking, what we end up doing is enabling ourselves to stay in that pattern rather than, oh, actually, if I look at it from this kind of perspective, oh yeah, I might not have time to make eight hours on a Sunday, but I have 15 minutes. If you've got 15 minutes, you can make a pasta juice and then save extra for the rest of the week, which leads me nicely into my next point. It saves time. Now, I know sometimes it's a little bit like I don't have any time, but believe it or not, it does actually save you from those last minute grocery runs. If you're somebody who goes grocery shopping on a Friday, why are you back in the grocery store on Sunday? Did you forget something? In that case, it's going back to how we plan and how we manage our time. Now, that's a whole nother episode and a whole nother podcast. But when you're doing it like this, it will save you from the what's for dinner dilemma. Hmm. I know we've been there and I've been there way too many times. And now giving you all of this wonderful information, you might be like, well, Verona, how do I get started? Number one, take inventory. All you're doing is assessing how you eat currently. How much do you really spend on takeaway? What food do you end up wasting? Could you not buy that same food that you end up wasting? the next time that you go to the grocery store. We've just done a maths exercise and I'm a meal prep coach. But my point is there's been times where I've spent £400 in a month on takeout. Where is it? And some of those times I've had food poisoning. If you've ever had food poisoning from takeout food, you know that is money straight down the toilet, quite literally. I've also had food that doesn't taste nice. I've had food that's had hair in it. Have you ever had takeaway with a hair in it? And let me not even go there. Done that and I've had that in my food. So disgusting but I've gone back to the same takeaway. Listen, some of us need to do our habits and we need to pray because whoa. Anyhow, next you want to identify what your goals are. What are you trying to achieve? This is where we're setting clear achievable objectives. Whether your goal is to save money, whether it's to eat healthier, whether it's to just start to feel more organized about how you come and approach your meals, even if it's getting more meal prep containers. Because let's be honest, when we have meal prep containers, how many of us can find the lids? (laughs) Especially those little plastic ones. They're great. When you first buy them, you take them fresh out of the box. They're great. And you can find them. When you start to get into the habit a little bit more, tell me how many lids you can find compared to the containers. We can find like 50 containers, but five lids. I mean, I know I'm not good at maths, but that math is not mathing. But when it comes to that, we're just starting to take our adventure. What do we do? Not even what's in your pantry as, as such, but it's what do you eat? How much do you really spend? We've got to get in. The same thing if you're somebody who's going to a financial coach or you want to get a mortgage. Now, I know the climate is up and down in terms of mortgage, etc. But if you're looking to buy a house now or you're trying to get a house, a, a new property, because at the end of the day, they're loaning you money. I want to see that you're going to be responsible with my money. So they're going to go into your phone history. They're going to go into your spending history. But the point is what they're doing is assessing your relationship with money. They don't even know you, but they're about to get into all of your spending habits. It's not nice. It's uncomfortable. But if you want to get a house, then you get your credit better before you go to the mortgage advisor because that's a rude awakening. Okay. So this is the same thing when it comes to meal planning. You've got to assess where do you go? It could be a, it could be a wine shop. It could be a smoothie shop. It doesn't have to be all of those unhealthy foods. It could just be a smoothie place. But wherever you see it frequently on your bank statement, in fact, do this. If you go and add up the last three months over the last quarter. So that was, where are we? December, January, February. So this is things like coffee trips. This is things like food. 
This is things like eating out, work trips, coffee. This is where you're getting granular and you're taking inventory. So this is how you get started. Take inventory, assess your current eating habits and spending habits. Identify your goals. What do you want to do? What is it you're trying to achieve? Spend less money because I know that's a goal for me. And personally, my goal is to stop eating junk food because it affected my life, my nutrition for 20 years. It's time to stop. I'm 40. I'm not playing with my nutrition. Okay, not playing. But thirdly, you want to start small. If I start to be like, oh, you know what? I'm never going to eat this again. Okay, great. But there may not be times where you are able to bring your meal prep to the place that you're in. So it's at them times, if you have a meal prep, for example, you have tacos. To be fair, I probably would still struggle with if I did this. If I've got tacos at home and I go and buy tacos, for me, that's wasting money. I would probably buy something or I could, if I wanted to do that, I could buy. We've just recently got a near church and we can go in there and get Popeyes. If I was going to do this and I know that I'm going to absolutely not going to be able to do my meal planning. If I've got salad and a salad jar, believe me, I'm going to bring that salad jar and get some chicken that I can get from Popeye's and just eat that. There are some days where you will have to eat out. It's not always going to be something that you can avoid. And so this is the way that you can compensate that. There are ways, but starting small is the way to go because overwhelm, hmm, that's going to kill your progress. Overwhelm is the enemy of progress. But if you start by planning a few meals for the week and then gradually build up your routine, and I've done this with clients before. One client said that she doesn't eat breakfast. So I'm not like, okay, you're going to go and get some cornflakes and milk and some coffee. That doesn't work. So when we're doing this and we're starting small, then by the end of the week, she's coming to me in our sessions. And then she's saying, this is what she has planned. Not me. I'm not planning it for you. I'm not dictating to you to go and eat Frosties or you know, cinnamon crunch. I'm not telling you to eat that. I'm telling you to plan it and then we go over it and then see how that works for you. If it doesn't work, then we focus on something else and we work on different strategies. But the point and the key is we started off small and then it built up gradually. Next, we're going into, now, you know, we haven't talked about meals. We haven't talked about shopping yet. We've just talked about taking inventory on what you spend because we're trying to cut back on takeout and wasting money on takeout. So we started off why meal planning is important. It saves money, it has health benefits and it saves you some time. How you get started is you're taking inventory, you're identifying your goals and you're starting small. That's the big one. If you're somebody like me, type A personality, you want to do, you want to go hard or you go home. <laughs> you're either doing it or you're not. But if you realistically don't have eight hours on a Sunday, I don't. I don't have eight hours on a Sunday to cook. No, thank you. I like meal prepping, but to cook on eight for eight hours on a Sunday, this is not a catering event. I'm not a caterer. No, thank you. So we're doing what we can do in small bites and actionable steps. Then you start to go to plan your meals now. This is where you're choosing recipes that can fit the time that you do have. If you have three hours, great. You spent three hours cooking. Most of us don't have that time to cook for a week and just for one person for three hours. This is where you appropriate it for you and what is realistic for you. And this is where you can emphasize on simple, simple things like tacos, simple things like quinoa, like couscous, where you just boil the kettle and you pour it over the couscous, you cover it. And then you leave it for two minutes or so and then it's done. You can also do that with warm chicken broth. It becomes a lot easier. Then when you do have the time to have a little bit longer, then you can elaborate and make bigger meals. And you're like, oh, OK, I got it. I got it. Now we're going on to create your grocery list. And now we're doing the inventory in our cupboards. The heart behind the I'm On podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com. And when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, 
It brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. What do you have in your pantry? What have you got already? If you're looking for a dish that requires tomatoes, tin tomatoes like that, have you already got some in the pantry? Do be sure to check the date because if they're 2020 tomatoes, we're in 2024 now, they're going to need to go out. Then you want to organize by section, making your list according to the grocery store's layout. Now, this can work for some of you. It might not work for everybody. It saves you some time, but it might not be realistic because if you go, if you're in an area that doesn't have a particular store, you're like, oh man, what does this mean? I'm a failure. No, it doesn't. It just means you're going to have to get creative and buy what you can. Still go in and it means you might spend a little bit longer in there because you're not familiar with the store or the layout of the land, as they say, but you still got to adapt to it. Or if you absolutely don't have time, do what I do. Go and shop online. If they can, if you can get everything that you need online, absolutely do it online. If you do have to go out, then go out for a second time. But if you're somebody who goes out and you're spending multiple times and money and shopping and fuel hmm, every time, every week to go to different stores, it's understandable. If you're somebody who has dietary needs, like I do, you are going to have to shop in different places. For me over here in Aldi, I've not seen organic produce. They might do later on. By the time of recording this video and recording this podcast, I've never seen Aldi do organic produce. So that's why I do mine online. And if there's things every day that are specific to another store, then I'll do that. But I rarely do that. I will make sure that I can get most of my things and ingredients that I'm going to cook for the week in one store because petrol prices, fuel prices, we ain't got time to be zinging up and down. I'm not a yo-yo. So I just need to buy one thing. Otherwise I put that back on the shelf, so to speak, and then make it when I can, because no, we're not doing it like that. Lastly, flexible. You got to leave some wriggle room for, like I just mentioned, those in-store specials or ingredient swaps, because not every place is going to have jicama, for example. It might not be in season for you and you're expecting someone else to have it and they don't have it. And it's like, oh, I can't make jicama fries. Can you just make it with normal potatoes? These are the questions that we need to ask. Now, we've talked about, because we're going to wrap up this podcast episode, why meal planning is important, how to get started, planning your meals, creating a grocery list. Now we're going to go into when to shop. This depends on you. This depends on your schedule. But you can shop at off-peak hours. During the quieter hours can lead to more pleasant experience. Believe me, somebody who used to work in a supermarket, when the people would come five minutes to eight o'clock with a full-on trolley, expecting me to smile on my face and say, hey, how can I help you? So if you're going to shop at the most busiest times, you can expect it to have stress and affect you also because that's also really why I do shopping online, but that's a bit bougie for me. But not everybody can do shopping online. And I understand that. I'm not telling you to everybody to swap and go grocery shopping online. That's not what I'm saying to you. You can shop the sale. But if you do shop the sales, just remember, sometimes you might buy things that you don't need at all. Oh, yeah, I need that. And then you go home and you've got four of them already in the in the pantry. That's just wasting time, wasting money. Check your inventory. So these are a the couple of times that you can shop. But I'm not going to go too much into it because this episode is already longer than it needs to be. If you're somebody who is meal planning, the, the containers that you use, I use some glass containers and I'll link mine from the Amazon store. These are the ones that I use. And then you can the thing with Amazon is you click one and it takes you onto another one that's in your budget. So there are a couple that I've got from Amazon that I'll link in the show notes and I'll also link in the description below. So you can actually go and see, but I highly recommend glass containers over the plastic container ones, especially the ones that are those flimsy containers that can break at the bottom because once that breaks and the food falls on the floor, you have to throw the whole dish away. Believe me, that's painful. The glass can still break. Yes, I've had that done too. 
But if you're somebody who wants it for freshness, I highly recommend that and to also avoid freezer burn. And I don't know if you've ever had this in, it happens with chicken quite a lot, actually. It can happen with cooked food as well. But if you're somebody who cooks poultry and you've left it in there for way too long, you can see that the meat has actually got freezer burn on it and it's literally grown freezer hair or ice on top of it. So there's ways that you can store your food in the containers and I highly recommend glass ones. You can go expensive with these or you can just buy the normal Pyrex ones or the ones that I recommend in the description from Amazon that the ones I use. So, so whether it's a lack of time, cooking for, whether it's a lack of time, whether it's cooking fatigue or you simply get bored of those recipes that you have, they are strategies to overcome these meal planning hurdles. And no matter who you are, you could be a meal prep coach like myself, you are still going to come across hurdles because it's like, oh, do I have to have this again? No. If you're somebody who has a busy schedule, you could pre-chop your vegetables or you could use gadgets like an air fryer, a crock pot, and that will save you time and also make the meals easier. If you're tired when it comes to meal planning, this is where you lean on simple dishes. Salads, harvest bowls, salad bowls, wraps, they all can be nutritious. If you're buying one ingredient to make three different meals, for example, you could buy rotisserie chicken or you could buy two rotisserie chickens and you could prep chicken salad. And then you could have the chicken whole. There are loads of different ways that you can do it. And all you need to do is add some sides to that. That is just making one ingredient and three different recipes. So that saves you a lot more time rather than feeling like you have to cook one separate dish with this. Then you're having to cook lamb chops. Then you're having to cook tofu. Then you're having to cook seitan. Then you're having to cook tempeh. That's like six different meals. So it's always about having that in mind when you're planning your meals, having what do I realistically have the time to do this week because in other seasons of your life you might have longer time and that's fine and then last thing is you want to challenge yourself to try a new recipe regularly it doesn't have to be every day it doesn't have to be every week so you're not eating the same chicken broccoli and rice every day you may love chicken broccoli and rice but you don't have to eat it every single day and that my friends we've come to the end of today's episode if you felt like a sister friend with a cup of coffee and you're like wait we're finished i'm sorry but meal planning can seem daunting at first but the payoff is immense. Trust me, payoff is immense. From somebody, if you're new to this channel, I never, let me look into the camera right now. I never used to like meal planning. When I tell you I disliked meal planning, wait, let me take off these headphones to wait because they're hurting my ears right now. But lean in, lean in, okay? No, I really used to dislike meal planning. I used to hate meal planning. So I used to think, right, meal planning was eating the same chicken, broccoli and rice every single week. And if you're somebody who listens to the podcast regularly, you know I talk about chicken, broccoli and rice all the time. That one, that one right there is in my chest because that's what I used to see. Gym bros and I used to see the gym babes. All of them used to look great. Meanwhile, there was me with my belly overhang. I ain't never had no kids, but the belly overhang where I couldn't see my toes. Damn. I mean, that was just from eating fatty foods and I had a really bad relationship with food. Meal planning? Nobody come and tell me about it. You need to meal plan. Meal plan who? Me? No. Mm -mm. It's almost like you told me a swear word if you tried to tell me about meal planning. I had the best intention in the world. I mean, I'd have all of these Pinterest boards of, yeah, I'm going to make that recipe. I'm going to make this recipe. Where? What recipe? Where did I make? But it wasn't until I simplified meal planning. But I cook because I can't eat cleaning products. I have to live on food. But I had to do it in a way that I liked and that I enjoyed. And how did I transition from no meal planning to becoming a meal planning coach and doing all of those things? It's because I tried to make it simple. I didn't do elaborate stuff where I tried to pretend I was on MasterChef. Some days I would when I had nothing to do. But now, later on in life, I've got things to do. And I don't want to spend my hours in the kitchen. You know, sometimes you stand in the kitchen, especially if you do catering, and you got that lower back pain. Especially one of the biggest things that I used to dislike was having the same thing every day. But recently I made my rasta pasta. I tell you, I ate that. One day I ate it twice in the same day. And I'm like, 
listen, this is the change. And this is the thing that I'm going to leave with you today is when you make food, there's an American saying where they say, I put my foot in it. I don't know why they say that, but basically I understand that that means that it tasted so good that you want more, that you want seconds. And that's the way that I overcame my monotony or my boringness and just kind of explored way beyond broccoli, chicken and rice. I learned to season my food and season it good. That is the simple thing that I can give you and I can leave with you when it comes to meal planning. For the love of all things meal planning, please season up your vegetables, season up your food. I don't mean put up the whole seasoning on there because, you know, sodium and whatever else. Sometimes you're not always going to like the seasonings that you have. Sometimes you're going to put a season and you're like, oh my goodness, what is that? But once you learn to taste that, once you learn and understand what that seasoning is, you will start to get better at it. It's a lifestyle change that offers back your time. It increases your health. If you're somebody who doesn't have energy, this is something that can give you through the foods that you eat, you can start to build more energy. And actually you start to bring joy to your cooking times and your dinner times so that you can come away from that. What is the meal planning? What am I going to have for dinner? What's this? That whole stress, that whole overwhelm. When you have a plan, you now are able to be more successful in that. Your wallet, your body, your family will thank you. And don't forget, I am actually here to help you personalize your own meal planning strategy. And if you're somebody who wants to do that, then all the ways to work with me will be in the show notes below, or you can head over to VIPmealplan.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Don't forget to like and subscribe over on the YouTube channel. If you're not on the newsletter and the email in this, everything will be in the show notes below. I cannot wait to catch you, my friends, over on Lose Weight of Meal Planning, the YouTube channel, the podcast, vipmealplan.com which is how you can work with me see you next time and just like that friend we've come to the end of today's episode you've been listening to lose weight with macros i'm your host verona where we break down macros based meal planning into manageable bites tailored to fit into your crazy entrepreneurial life now friends if you enjoyed today's show don't forget to leave a review and share it with another solopreneur or small business owner together we're gonna help you find the time that you do have to meal prep in a way that is so not boring and my friends if you're interested in coaching or the courses head over to the website vanutritioncoaching.co.uk and i'll see you in the next one